0: welcome to mystically curious a podcast for those curious about the mysterious mundane and stuff that's just a little bit weird you may call me grim You may call me Kay, and today we're going to be talking about what this
1: podcast is, about who we are, why we're making this podcast, and how we hope to move forward. All right, let's talk about
0: what this podcast is.
1: Yeah, so it's it's going to cover a lot of different topics, primarily within the realms of magic and witchcraft and alternative religions and spiritualities but not limited to yeah but not limited to i think we're open to exploring a lot of different things
0: we hope to be educational in a sense honestly down the line i kind of want to do a series where we like tackle each section of the bible and really break it down and give our non-professional opinions on it yeah because we are in no way professionally qualified to analyze sacred text
1: oh not professionally but
0: (laughs) in my practice I use the Bible extensively believe it or not I I believe it we are going to have a suggestion box on our website where you can suggest any topics that you are curious about and too lazy to do research on or ones that you have done research on and found it to be very difficult we are willing to take on that work for you.
1: Because we love giving ourselves extra homework.
0: For this podcast, we hope to be educational. We really, we're going to try to have an episode that will specifically apply to everybody at some point who is interested in this sort of thing. We're going to have a Witchcraft 101 episode where we talk about how to, you know, kind of maybe leave the path you were born into and kind of explore witchcraft, some areas to maybe start researching. And then later on, we're going to dive into some other episodes like, you know, Tarot 101, Crystals 101, and then we're going to talk about specific paths with deep dives where we get into the history and a lot of the minute details in some of these different paths and religions. And also showcases, where we invite actual practitioners of different paths to come and give us their insider-informed opinions, opinions on and, and, and information, because we definitely don't know everything. We want to learn everything, though. We're very curious.
1: That's the goal. That's why we're, we're mystically curious, you could say. We said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we actually have a couple of those sh- showcases tentatively planned. We have a potential Satanism showcase, as well as one on Hellenistic polytheism from a, a wonderful friend of ours who is a devotee of Venus. You can tell.
0: You can... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's very clear. Like, once you know that, it's like, ah, that makes sense. That's why she's so, like, pretty and soft. She is so <laughs> pretty. Oh, my God. Okay. get off topic. But we really hope to bring all these episodes to a level of education and also entertainment so that there will be something of value for everyone, even if the episode does not pertain to your exact path. For example... We hope that someone who is a Hellenic pagan will find some value, some entertainment or information in our episode about Celtic paganism as they would find in our to come episode about Hellenic paganism. So we're really going to try to make every episode really just accessible to anyone who's even just curious about other paths
1: yeah and we also want to cover stuff that's not purely educational we'd also love to do movie reviews and book reviews i'm so excited for the practical magic episode (laughs) i love that movie yeah i'm really excited for the hereditary episode yeah so we're we're trying to keep it kind of fun but educational at the same time because we're nerds as we've said before Big old geeks. Big old geeks. Every
0: time.
1: <laughs> so I feel like that—that's a pretty good brief description of this podcast. I know we have—we're casting a pretty broad net here. We have a lot of different topics to catch coming. To the up. most fish. Yeah. Uh, we we have a lot of different stuff coming up, but I don't want to pigeonhole us into one specific thing. So. Hopefully, we'll, we'll have a lot of topics coming up that are of interest to a lot of different people. That's the plan. And we are actually
0: planning this like proper podcasters. We are <laughs> we putting have, in effort.
1: <laughs> we have a list of different episodes and topics and guests and types of episodes that we're very excited to put into motion very soon.
0: All right. So, should we jump into who we are?
1: Yes. Let's talk about... You know who we are, what our
0: paths are, and how we got to where we're at today. I've always been interested in like the arcane and occult. The religion thing came later because actually we were both raised Baptist, just different flavors of Baptist. I was in the Southwest Desert and. I was in the Deep South. I was Southern Baptist. Just
1: straight South. Very redneck, yee yee. Southern Baptist i got better (laughs) she figured it out (laughs) as did i but in wildly different directions
0: yes i basically diverted completely from monotheistic religions and practices and whatnot and jumped to where i think um you know is is the most common first stepping stone to wicca and then to the greek pantheon And after years and years of being stalked by Loki, I have now found myself as a heathen. But it wasn't until the past few years, really, where I kind of made a dedicated effort to learn more about what that meant for me, because this this practice is very community-focused. It's an intrinsic part, I would say. It's very hard to be heathen without a community. (laughs) But in terms of witchcraft... I've been I would say a witch far longer than I would call myself. Honestly, even a vegan. Uh I I did what I would call rudimentary spells when I was younger. Same. <laughs> yeah. So we should do a whole episode on like signs you might be a witch.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, where it's like you're 8 years old and you're like stirring sticks and mud in a pot and you're like oh You yes. memorize <laughs>
0: that one line from shakespeare but you have no clue who shakespeare is you just know bubble bub, bubble toil and trouble i love that <laughs> all right so i would say that's a pretty solid definition of me uh i i guess i should say my witchcraft in the past has been fairly secular um with minimal overlap but i'm actually hoping to change that Ooh. exciting stuff on the
1: horizons. Yes. So, I'm going to try to give a speed run of my my past cuz it's been a twisty turny road. Like, grim, I've kind of always been drawn to the arcane. I love that word. Or like the occult, which I it, it just means hidden. So, it's not necessarily like, you know, I'm not trying to summon demons when I'm eight years old or something but I I had an interest in you know weird stuff from a very young age but when I was around 13 I really got into the idea of Celtic polytheism but I didn't really know how
0: to do research at the time Mm -hmm. because I was 13 so we're going to do an episode on how to research um different paths as well so that it'll be easier for you guys learn from our mistakes and our successes yeah in
1: our, our shortcomings i don't think i made mistakes per se thankfully but i, I just wasn't really successful because i didn't know what i was doing yeah so like i was literally 13 in attempting to make food offerings to Faye, but i was offering like marshmallows because i read somewhere on tumblr that they like sweet things and i'm like ah yes marshmallows this is an accurate reconstruction of what an offering to a fae should be uh and nothing really happened (laughs) so lucky
0: you. <laughs> yeah, I guess I was lucky. I was, um... Do not mess with the faith. You do not know what you're doing, please.
1: Yeah, I didn't know what I, I was doing. I think I was more interested in... It's an ancient Roman concept of the genius loci, which is like the mm. the spirit of
0: the place, the the land spirits that... We have something similar in heathenry.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, that was something I was really interested in, even though I didn't have those words, because, like I said, I didn't do any research no, no, serious research. Research,
0: research, research.
1: Yeah, research on places that like aren't just Tumblr, because
0: that's what I did. It, it can be a good
1: Jumping place for inspiration
0: off. Yeah, um, to kind of learn things that you would like to research more. And it can be a good place to meet other practitioners or witches or spiritualities to kind of get a personal connection and build a community but definitely not your sole
1: source of information yeah
0: definitely a jumping off point like Kay said
1: yeah because then when it's your sole source of information you're throwing marshmallows into the woods behind your house and thinking you're making food offerings
0: that's not eco-friendly please don't do that yeah i'm sure
1: some birds probably got sick or something which probably made the genius loci not super happy but whatever uh so i Kept getting into this until I was around 15, and then I I moved to a larger, more city location and kind of lost the draw towards, you know, land spirits and that sort of thing. And I kind of left all of, like, the spiritual part of my life behind for, like, five years. Uh, And then I got back into it after that, (laughs) when I was, like, 19. (laughs) The The best way to describe what happened is I was on the internet, kind of like researching paranormal stuff for fun, because that's just something I've always been into.
0: How much did you find out about Paranormal Activity, the movie?
1: Very little. I've never seen it.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that'll go on our, our witch watch list.
1: Yes, for sure. So I, I was into that, and as I, you know, just kept reading this stuff kind of for, for funsies, I found this group of people who were practicing uh, ceremonial magic, which I was not familiar with at all at the time. I'd never heard of it, but it just kind of clicked with me, and I got really, really interested in it, and I started reading and studying more about it, Um, And then something happened in my personal life that I needed to cope with. So I really threw myself into researching it and studying it, and probably that's not the best coping mechanism, but it was like during the summer, so I had a lot of free time to just dive into this totally new subject. Mm
0: -hmm. So that's- you think it would have been beneficial to you to have some sort of structure like with a class for learning or do you think that would have limited you um i don't know
1: (laughs) i think it it, well i think it would have been helpful to an extent but i liked the self-guided learning that i did Mm because i've always been a self-guided learner anyway i'm so bad at it
0: yeah um i'm a rabbit hole person (laughs) I get just lost down so many rabbit holes.
1: Yeah, so I I felt fine with it. I definitely know people who would benefit from having a structured, like, read this, read this, read this, although... That's why I picked my major. Yeah, I mean, thankfully for me, though, Ceremonial Magic does basically have a syllabus where it's like, well, this group of 10 books or so are the 10 books you need to read. And I was like, great, I'll start at the top of this list and work my way down. How far are you on that list? Did you finish it? i've jumped around a little bit there were some that i didn't read just because i i don't know didn't feel like it or i i didn't feel particularly drawn towards them but i i've definitely read i think the greatest hits for for what it's worth so that's pretty much how i got to ceremonial magic it was from finding some weird strangers on the internet and then reading a bunch of books
0: as one does yeah
1: so thankfully also most of the books are like out of copyright so i could find them for free which is which is always nice
0: it is always nice yeah so Um. so
1: yeah now i primarily do that and i know a lot of people don't really know what ceremonial magic is because it's very confusing it's and fancy it's very fancy it's not super popular in like the younger
0: generation maybe this podcast will change that maybe so that's your episode is your chance to change the popularity it'll rest on your shoulders it's all on you that's fine <laughs> <laughs> she can bear it, folks. You've heard it here first.
1: Well, I'll I'll try my best to make it sound interesting and Instagrammable and fun. Very sexy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's that's me and that's Grim. And do we wanna talk about why we're starting the podcast?
0: Sure do, Kay. Would you like to start it off or do you want me to? Why
1: don't you why don't you go ahead?
0: Alright, so I feel like the Main reason why we're starting is the same, which is that we want to learn more, not just about our actual practices that we specifically follow, but other people's practices. We really want to expand our knowledge and expand our listeners' knowledge because, you know, there's something to be said for learning about other cultures and ways of doing things besides your own that even if you don't actually put anything from the other practices into your own practice, you're still making more informed decisions and and more aware of maybe where some of the roots from your practices came from, or or maybe some of the strengths of your practices are in how they differ from other practices, and you might not really appreciate or understand that until you kind of see the contrast, because there are a lot of practices who have a lot of similarities but also like wild differences and stuff like that that you know are are important and necessary especially in the same age where like we lose so many cultures so rapidly and especially coming from like a heathen perspective where it was a dead tradition we had to revive it and we are there are a few different words we're reconstruction reconstructing it and also kind of just starting from scratch in a lot of ways and It's too late to go back and preserve the reality of the cultures and stuff back then, but we can start the preservation process now for future generations.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm also interested in learning more about other practices, even practices that I may not normally be interested in. but it's a topic that we're covering anyway, I think that it's a good motivation for me to get outside of my comfort zone. Additionally, I'm not super involved in any sort of community, whether that's in real life or online. I'm very solitary in my practice, so I'm excited to start being a little more involved, hopefully.
0: Yeah, I think community, even if it's not relating to your particular practice. I feel like community in general is so important for support. Of course, this is, again, the heathen saying this, so like <laughs> community is just kind of a intrinsic part for me, but just like having the support of other people being like, yeah, you can do your own thing. Like it's not my thing, but you have the right to do that. I think it's important and it's freeing in the same ways that it's, it adds a certain responsibility you know to uphold the imagery of your community like you don't have to be the poster child but you should not be a bigot looking at you certain people and that want to be in my path Um, (laughs) but you want to make sure that like your community is looked at positively and
1: honestly especially for me i feel like i may be one of the very few if not only like ceremonial people that other listeners or like other people even know of because like i said it's just not a super common practice anymore
0: yeah and definitely not i think in like our age range oh Um, yeah no i
1: mean i know it's more common in people who are a little
0: older i've never because it's so uh, that makes sense because it's so knowledge-based that like when you have more time to gain more knowledge, you can do more things with that knowledge.
1: Yeah, and it some of the grimoires and stuff recommend materials that are maybe harder to get access to, you know, like swords or trumpets or whatever that i don't have you know a sword that i used to fix that i
0: agree every witch should have a a sword i'm saying it now taking that topic i agree i actually do know
1: um someone who's relatively popular in in the ceremonial community who is like, "Oh yeah, I found a sword when I was like 15 at a thrift store and I bought it and I used it to like summon a demon or something." That's and I'm a like, badass. "That's great. I would love to go to a thrift store and find a sword that meets these specific
0: And then summon a demon. We can do that later on this podcast.
1: <laughs> I don't know about that. We'll see. We'll see. So that's
0: yeah, that's part of
1: the community thing where it's I feel like I kind of am very much a representative of my community mm-hmm. because We are few and far between, especially under the age of, like, 40. Or? Especially women, too. It's a very, from what I've seen... Male-dominated? Very male-dominated. As is most things. Well, like, I I feel like there are a lot of practitioners who aren't men, but a lot of the bloggers and writers and podcasters are men. Does that make sense? Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I think just... uh... Not to get into gender roles, for the record, I am non-binary, so fuck a gender role. But I think that uh, traditionally, men are more vocal about it. Oh, yeah. Um, I
1: was actually listening to a podcast about that specific topic where it was two dudes and they were saying, oh, our wives both practice the same stuff we do, but they just do the work and we're here arguing on the internet about the work.
0: mm -hmm. (laughs) Well... Post a link to that podcast, if possible, in the show notes for this episode. Oh sure. Um, as well as any other specific materials or media that we mention. So check out the the spark or the show notes. <laughs> check uh, out the
1: spark notes. we college <laughs> on students. our websites.
0: But also, though, there might not be as few as you think. They might just not be connected or not be vocal like we were saying. Because also, there's that huge, you know, stigma because women have been so persecuted as witches throughout so so long
1: and also specifically like with my path we can totally get into this in my episode yeah. as well because a lot of the grimoires are written specifically from a male perspective
0: yeah well that might be because so many women were killed and their materials destroyed so like well, this was in like the 14th century i but still even. Well, yeah, true. honestly even um i think in the past fifty years, there's still been countries and and whatnot who will kill a woman who's accused of being a witch yeah and and destroy all of her possessions for fear that you know it contains some knowledge that other people might use, which is is accurate, even though you know she may or may not be in contact with the devil um and if she is you know what good for her, good for her. her. Good good for for her. her. <laughs> Um, I hope it was good, <laughs> um, not to make light obviously of anyone who has suffered any violence because of their religious beliefs, but oh yeah, yeah I think,
1: yeah, I mean, I keep all my stuff like under wraps from most people who are not also some form of witch or yeah, a practitioner or whatever,
0: yeah, which you know it's just it's safe for our community, so I think yeah it's it's definitely important to bring. Stories that are maybe less easily found. Like, I think I said earlier in this podcast, like, it's important to really bring a voice to practices that are honestly in danger of being wiped out. And we would love in cases where
1: we do talk about practices that aren't as common to bring someone who is
0: actually a part of that community. Yeah, our goal um, for any specific episode about a practice or a religion will be to have a guest speaker from that that path where possible in order to make sure that we get, you know, a well-rounded viewpoint because that's important to us is to kind of check our own privileges and to bring the best possible as non-biased as possible information to our listeners.
1: Because research is hard. There are a lot of bad resources out there.
0: It is, which we are going to do an episode on people and terms and and whatnot to avoid dog whistles that dog sort of whistles thing. yeah and then speaking of dog whistles and people to avoid the other reason why i wanted to start this podcast is to really put out more information because like in my own personal past we have a huge problem with white supremacy and other sort of bigotry and them kind of trying to co-op our religious symbols like mjolnir um which is Thor's hammer for anyone who doesn't know to the point where, like, it's it's hard, honestly, to openly represent yourself as a heathen because, generally, um, you have to kind of be concerned about whether or not the public is going to perceive you as, you know, a racist. And that's not to be like, you shouldn't judge me. That is, I feel like, more pressure on my particular community to flesh out and weed out these people so that they are firmly not connected to us and so that the world knows that we do not condone this kind of behavior and part of that will be spreading information about it about you know close practices and appropriation and and bigotry and abuse and some of these harder topics that you know aren't as fun but are very very important to you know the continuation of just different paths and and what
1: Yeah, absolutely. And a continuation of the solidarity that even though, Mm -hmm. you know, there may be groups that are different, we're all kind of united in our heterodoxy
0: yeah because honestly like we are going to have a wide variety on here we're going to have ideally you know some christian occultist christian witches all the way to you know like traditionalist pagans who are fully reconstructing their religions to wiccans to secular witches to non-witchcraft practicing pagans i'm sure so
1: do we want to get into, you know, some of the future episodes that we're planning on doing that we're all going to be
0: releasing
1: That'd either probably in be a this good idea. Yeah, either like in this same batch or in, you know, the next few weeks.
0: Yeah, so we are going to post this episode with a bare minimum of it'll be three episodes initially posted. This introduction as well as uh, an episode about K's and my past, respectively. A deeper dive, really, into um the overall views, practices, intrinsic details of our past. Yeah,
1: and then after that, we're going to do a witchcraft one-on-one episode, which talks about very basic questions like what is witchcraft and what is magic, and is there a difference? Are they always the same thing? What are common misconceptions? Spoiler:
0: They're not.
1: Spoiler. They are not always the same thing, <laughs> so we're. But they're
0: not always different either. It's very not. complex.
1: It's it's. I feel like a lot of our questions have the same answer, and it's well, it depends. <laughs> but uh, so we're gonna get into some common misconceptions as well as common practices within witchcraft, as well as how do you get started? How do you start doing research and start exploring? You
0: know that path. So that's gonna be really exciting that should be a very fun introductory episode to just kind of like exploring things and how to explore it because it's easy to just be like go research some stuff but how then Where you do end up you start? throwing marshmallows in the woods or you end up buying 12 books that look amazing and seven of them are by racist bigots and then what do you do with those books yeah, all that's these a bigger things, problem. yeah all these things we're going to cover in that episode kind of like the uh Practical parts of exploring witchcraft, and then after that, we are going to be doing an episode on experimenting in college. Get it? Because we're <laughs> queer. Even though we both did our experimenting, honestly, we didn't even really experiment with that. We had that discussion.
1: I needed more experimenting with magic than I did with my sexuality. Oh yeah,
0: by far. I was, I was like, this is what I am with my sexual identity. It's been a long, winding path to heathenry. So, uh, in the Experimenting with College episode, we're going to talk a little bit about how do you... Follow a path in college. How do you find a path in college? Because, you know, a lot of people don't have the chance to really explore it when they're, you know, still living with their parents. But once you're in college, you have access to so much information, you know, in your school library, which we're going to talk about, like resources maybe on campus to find. And also, how do you practice with a roommate if you're living in a dorm. Yeah, if you have to be in the broom closet, some tips for that. Also, if you're not in the broom closet, how do you find a community? How do you build a community if there's not already one there? Do you have to stay on campus to build that community? Do you, no, what you do you do,
1: What do you do if your dorm doesn't let you burn candles, but this spell really wants you to use a candle?
0: We have substitutions. Or you can just do it anyway. No, I don't know. I've never lived in a dorm, we so I shouldn't. do not recommend burning down your dorm. <laughs> you, can, we're not legally liable for any actions you take based on this podcast. Maybe I'll cut that. <laughs> um, but how do you balance witchcraft or you know your faith? in college on top of school on top of internships on top of jobs like now that's rough how do you how do you even have time I mean it's rough for me with my loosey-goosey practice I cannot imagine being like hey where you have 3am witchcraft yeah happening
1: (laughs) yeah it's rough I'll be like in the bathroom at work drawing sigils and stuff on paper.
0: I love that. (laughs) Um, You gotta get those hours. I'll talk about it. We'll talk talk about about crafting careers, too. Ooh.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mystically Curious podcast. We are always excited to hear from listeners, so if you have any comments, questions, or feedback about the episode, please contact us at mysticallycurious at gmail.com. You can also message us or comment on our social media, which is at the MC pod across all platforms. If you want to help expand our community, please consider reviewing us on iTunes. Once again, thank you for listening, and we look forward to continuing our journey with you.